Hello everyone, welcome to Your Conspiracy Theorists, and trust me, tonight's topic, whoo, man, I I am probably going to have so much hate, hate coming to me, because, hey, one thing I've been doing is I look at, I look at things through Bible prophecy. Now, I'm going to admit something, because this is going to make some people angry when they hear this, and this is going to make some people happy. But then by the end of the show, you're probably going to sit there and be like, well, I won't tell you how you're going to be. You'll find out at the end. I voted for Donald Trump. I looked at him as a businessman. I looked at the Democratic Party of what they uh, they had at the time to show that that would be something that would carry on. <clears throat> to help America, help our people. And I looked at Trump and I was like, you know what? We've had all these politicians and we've had all these people that's been groomed by the, you know, the the swamp. And uh, I sat there and I said, you know what? I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. So I did. And I sat there and I voted for him. And his policies... I agree with. I really do. It's hard for me to sit there and say, no, I don't agree with some of his policies. I do. As a conservative, as a person, see, let me let you understand. My grandfather always said that if I didn't vote, then I didn't have a right to complain about the direction the country is going because I chose not to do one small part, which was to vote but yet expect big changes. And that if you don't vote and you have the mindset of saying our vote doesn't count, it does. Your vote doesn't count, and let me make sure I clarify this. Your vote counts because you made sure you had a voice in some shape, form, or fashion. What happens with that After that, maybe your voice is deafening or has been out, been silenced, or maybe not as much of an effect because of the roaring that is going on. So I was sitting here and I was thinking about Donald Trump. And I was going, you know, big, big push. A lot of the the, the Christians are extremely excited. He made Jerusalem the uh, he he acknowledged that Jerusalem was the the capital of Israel, something no other U.S. president has ever done. No one around the world had ever done, except for Israel themselves, had said that that was their capital. And so he does that, and immediately, and I was there, excited, excited because I'm going. Finally, they're being recognized as the Catholic Church, the Catholics can't keep pushing their agenda and that, you know, this mindset can't, this is going to be a positive. And I was one of the ones that's like, this has got to be a positive. Now you got to understand, I'm from the generation that goes all the way back to Reagan and hearing that every president from when I was a kid, Reagan, all the way up. I mean, even people thought that when JFK uh, was assassinated from the head, a deadly head wound, some people truly believe because he was Catholic that he was going to resurrect and he was going to be the Antichrist of 
that era. And uh, I started to look, and I know the scripture tells us that there are many antichrists out there. As there's many antichrists out there, I sat there and was thinking, you know, well, what makes an antichrist? What's, what's the difference with this, with this antichrist? He's not supposed to be divine. He is supposed to be a man. He is supposed to be a, fr a friend of Israel. He is supposed to liberate and protect Israel from its foreign affairs, from its foreign co uh, cohorts around that circle them, their enemies that circle them, waiting to devour them. And so as I started looking at it from the standpoint, I started looking and realizing the scripture says that he's going to be boastful. Proud. Well, if you're an American, you know that we're all boastful and we're all loud, each and every one of us. But the thing was is that we were seeing this big push uh, against Christianity. And that in this push was causing this division and you were having atheists, gays, lesbians, the LGBT community out there, whatever the alphabet that they want to use that day. And I was sitting there, and I was recognizing that they hate this man. And I was thinking, why? Why do they hate this man? What, what is it about Trump? Is he truly patriotic? And I started going farther and farther back. It was as if when I was going back, all the way back to uh, his earlier interviews and how he talked about America and what he thought America should be, I sat there and I was going... Wait a second. It's as if he's been groomed for this position. And then I was doing some research and found out that at his penthouse, everything is in gold. Another ties to the Babylonian Empire. Gold, Mesopotamian, the fallen watchers wanted to obtain gold. The Anunnaki wanted to obtain gold. Why? Gold does not age. Gold does not tarnish. Gold is literally everlasting. And gold is a product that can be used in multiple sources and multiple ways. And I was sitting there looking and going, the golden age is what the elite want. Well, what if you had a factions that were fighting against each other? And you have the one faction that's wanting to lead the world into this depravity. And that they are boastful about what they do to children. And what they do to people. And how they oppress. And what if you actually had certain fallen angels fighting amongst themselves? Jesus was very specific about a house that is divided cannot stand. What if the Antichrist really wasn't a friend to those fallen angels? And the reason why I mention this, and the reason why I bring this up, is that when you take a look in the book of Revelation, you have two events that take place, two major events. A lot of people want to say that Amadon Apollyon is Satan. Now, Satan is a title. It's actually named Hey Satan. It's a title. And in that title, it means accuser. So it means just like an angel 
means messenger. Satan means accuser. So when you have the angelic beings being messengers, and they can be messengers of light or messengers of dark, and then you have the Satan, you have the accuser. And we've had plenty of them. But there was something that Trump did also that put forth movements for them to build the third temple. And a lot of people look at him as Bible prophecy. And a lot of people look at him as Cyrus. I did too. Started looking into it. And as I was looking, I was like, wow, there's a lot of similarities between Cyrus and Donald Trump. And then I remembered in my time of looking into this, I learned and realized that God shows us signs and wonders. Now, God also shows us signs and the times so that we can understand the season that we're in. And so as I was reading and studying, you come to the ninth chapter of Book of Revelation. And you have this event that takes place. Everyone that knows about CERN knows that they have been doing stuff with quantum computers and that they're doing stuff at CERN and been trying to open up portals to another dimension, which a lot of us believe that that is where they're going to release Amidon Apollyon. Now, who's saying that Apollyon, Amidon, is not Lucifer. It is not Satan. It is not the evil one. It's not the one that Jesus said, I saw him fall down like lightning when he hit the earth. This is not the same entity. It is a different entity. There are many entities in the book of Revelation. For some reason, the Judeo-Christian made everything that was evil, everything that was uh, considered an evil entity in the book of the New Testament, all of a sudden, all that was the same person, the same entity. And when you get to the Hebrew, when you get to the Latin, when you get to the Greek, you recognize wait, these are all individual entities. They are not the same entities. They're just like the watcher angels. 200 watcher angels came down, made a covenant amongst themselves, a pact, in which they were going to uh, have relations with the daughters of men and that they were going to corrupt all flesh. And so those fallen angels got cast into outer darkness. And one of the ones that got cast into outer darkness as the escape goat was Amadon, Aziel. Now, Aziel was believed to have been put into the outer darkness by himself. They were separated. Now, you have to also understand that we already had an Antichrist-like figure in our ancient past dealing with the Tower of Babel, Nimrod. Nimrod was an antichrist. Nimrod was also in the book of Jasher that he was able to take a garment, put that garment on, and he changed his body into a Geberine, which means he became one of the anointed. He became a Nephilim. So he was able to do something to his body 
from an ancient technology that is mentioned in the Bible and in the book of Jasher and ancient Mesopotamian texts that refer to even Greek mythology talked about the golden fleece that was put around the individual. They could turn invisible. There was something supernatural about it. A lot of people don't realize that Nimrod was also the father of all pagan beliefs. He's also Osiris because when Esau beheaded him, Esau runs back home. His brother is there cooking a stew and he gives up his birthright for a stew, but yet he's supposed to be a great hunter himself. So if he was a great hunter and he was had the stew, why couldn't he done that for himself? Why would he give up his birthrights? Because he didn't think he was going to live. The, the reason why he didn't think he was going to live, because in the book of Jasher, it tells us that he was being hunted by Nimrod. And that he actually was able to catch Nimrod um, off guard, and he beheaded Nimrod. As soon as he did, he fled, he ran. And the generals of Nimrod came up, saw that he was dead. To them, a god had been killed, had been slain. And they thought the best way they could get their godlyhood is if they cut his body up into 13 pieces. And they scattered his, his body into 13 pieces that the generals took with them because they wanted to obtain some of the godhead from him. His wife, which comes with baby Tamu. It deals with the resurrection of Nimrod through baby Tamu. She goes and collects those pieces. The same story is told to us by Osiris. So this is the same story, but with a different name because of the Tower of Babel. And so with the names had changed because of that, because the language was confused. Now, fast forward to modern age, to today. And we take a look at these events. Now, there's conspiracy theories out there that says that these people have been able to clone for the longest time. And they've been cloning each other for the longest time and been using the ancient technology. And then something that Trump said recently, and he built his own Trump Tower. He built his own tower, people. Just like Nimrod built his tower, which was called Babel. But it wasn't originally called Babel. That was not its original name. That name did not come to it until later on in history. And built a tower to the heavens to glorify himself and make himself above God. And they truly believed that they were going to build this tower and be able to storm the gates of heaven themselves, kill the angels, kill God, take his throne, and live forever. Same MO has been done today. Well, Trump comes out and says we want to have Space Force. We're going to have the sixth branch to the U.S. military. And it's going to be dealing with Space Force. And that if there's an alien race that comes with ill intent, we will be ready because we are that powerful. Because I am the chosen one. I am the one that's been chosen at this time to do this. He truly does believe that he is in some shape, form, or fashion 
the Savior of the world. And it said, And the angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. He opened the bottomless pit, and there arose smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by the season of the smoke, uh, smoke of, the fire, of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locust upon the earth, and unto them was given power as scorpions, and the earth have power. And it is commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. So this is the entities that's coming out, the locust. And then it goes on. So in other words, you're having an invasion of some sort. An invasion is happening. And they had a king over them in verse 11. 9, 11. The king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew tongue is Amadon, but in Greek tongue has his name Apollyon, which means destruction, destroyer. When woe is past, behold, there come two woes more hereafter. So this is just the first breach. So what happens? You've got a space force that's being built. All of a sudden, CERN releases... Uh, Amadon out of the pit as they release him out of the pit he directs war upon the human as he directs war upon the humans and doing so you've got to have this savior so here is your alien agenda your alien crisis because it is an outside source men's hearts will fail them and then, lo and behold, other things start falling into place. Hypothetically saying, you got COVID, and all of a sudden everything gets shut down. And in America, a president under certain, um, under certain circumstances can halt an election due to unrest. So then you've got three and a half years, almost four years of good years, prosperity, everything's doing good in America, and then you have the pandemic, you have this other stuff starting to happen, and what if he does not let go of his power? And then when all these Christians that are rallying next to him and rallying with him what all of a sudden if he is himself, maybe, um, an antichrist or the antichrist itself or the forerunner that's paving the way for everything that we have seen as Bible prophecy to unfold before our eyes today. So if that is something that is happening, there is a problem and the effect the problem and the solution you find the one you find the other listen to what is being spoken right now listen to what's happening in israel listen to what's happening around the world because it does talk about pestilence now i do believe there are certain people out there that really want to make end time prophecy happen 
They want to make it happen for some reason. They've got this mat on to go ahead and get it going. But what I'm telling you people is that it's not going to end like people think. And you're not going to be raptured out of here when the shit hits the fan. I want you to pay attention. I am not claiming that Donald Trump is the Antichrist, but he clearly is not a Christian. And he does not claim to be one. He holds his mother's Bible. He he's came from, uh, you know, uh, his family came from a uh, poor background, moved up within the ranks quickly, Um and then from there, he's one of the wealthiest people in the world. Um, at the same time, there is something that is known by the good old boys is the the Jesus book. And what that is, is, is a book that has just what Jesus has spoken and what he says. And this book is shared with Democrats and Republicans alike. And it is known as the book. And they believe that there is going to be an individual that's going to bring about the end time events in this fashion. And it is their job to make sure that America stays on that path, on that trek, no matter how far America falls away from its Christian values, Christian faith, Christian beliefs. The leaders of the land are to keep it in that direction because they think that God needs their help to cause the end of the world. When you think about it, it's scary. Extremely scary. I am a Christian. I do not believe the way they do. I look at the scriptures and I see that there are many things that are different. A lot of people believe that Jesus is divine, absolutely divine. And I just tell you to go and read what the Word of God says. He is the Messiah. He is the Savior. He is the one that is our Redeemer. But at the same time, there's going to be one that comes on here. And the Jewish people are already saying, the rabbis are already saying, that the Antichrist is already here. That their Messiah, they don't call him the Antichrist, their Messiah is here. Well, the Arabs is saying the Mahdib is here. That means their anointed one, their Messiah, that will go and fight with Jesus. Does it mean that he's going to be a follower of the one true Jesus Christ? But he is going to be a fighter with Jesus Christ. So when you, you see this and you see that the Jewish people are saying the Messiah is here and they're looking for a physical man, human, king-like man that has the ability to make these things happen to bring about their end-time policy or their, their fruition of paradise on earth. You got the Muslims doing the same thing. And when Trump was elected and he was the first president ever go to a Muslim land where the kings and the princes are and to address them and honor them with respect that they gave him their holy sword that is only supposed to be given 
to the leaders within the Muslim faith to the princes or future king of the Muslim faith, which would be the Wadi, which would also be the Messiah. And if you're having the Muslims agreeing and treating Trump, why have we not had any wars? Why have we not had anything like we've had in the past when we had the Gulf War? Did you know that we've had some conflict in the Middle East and yet we've had Trump as president? And you're not hearing anything about the Middle East? We didn't sit there and have to attack Syria? We didn't have to sit there and bomb Damascus to a ruinous heap? But that was Bible prophecy. And then all of a sudden Trump comes into power and you're not seeing troops being bolted over there in the Middle East. And you've noticed that the Middle East, in, in, in some eerie ways, has calmed down. Has That hornet's nest has kind of been made into a non-void. Non a lot of non-crazy stuff's happening over there. So then all of a sudden you have this, and the, con the thing that's common between both of them is that President Trump went to their nation. And went to Israel. And they made Jerusalem. People thought we would have a third world war because he made Jerusalem the capital. But yet he was able to do something in his Abrahamic deal. Abraham deal that he made with Israel and with the Arabs, the Muslims, that brought calm and peace. Literally in the Middle East. I'm just giving some food for thought. And I'm just bringing this to your attention. If you don't believe me, look some of the stuff up for yourself. When you start going down the rabbit hole, you're going to be going, oh, wait a second. Have I been played? Yes. Yes, brothers and sisters, we've been played. While we sit there and think that there's two different, two different directions, no, it's just two different wings on the same bird. They both fly to the same direction, to the same course. And why do you think they have you wear a mask? Why do you think they having you do all this stuff because of the COVID? All of a sudden, we've got that facial recognition. Maybe you have to be chipped. Maybe you have to be, you know, have a vaccine and be given a polluted DNA. See, a lot of people just think that it's going to be the buy and sell. No, what it means is, is that the beast system will know you by your mark. It will know you personally. It will know who you are by your mark. And when you take it, you have corrupted the temple of God, your body. You put in something that is unholy, and you can't just take it out like a computer chip you could take out. No, it means you've given up your authority because it's in your right hand and on your forehead you're giving up your free will and wearing the mask and doing all this other stuff is to show how many of you are willing to give up your free will and how many of you are willing to give up your authority look into this I'm the conspiracy theorist and I just want to share with you tonight a theory that I think might be more reality 
than not. As always, pay attention to your surroundings because you never know what lies on the corner. And keep your eyes awake.